welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Open up your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew. This past week, if you were reading in your Bible uh, through the Immersed Bible Study, uh, you would have been reading the Gospel of Matthew, a powerful gospel. I love Matthew, love all the Gospels. Matthew, uh, we know from reading our scriptures this week that Matthew was a tax collector. Uh, Matthew was not very well liked, not a very popular guy in his time and day. A lot of people despised Matthew because of his profession. Uh, like many of us today, we don't like paying taxes, but Matthew was known in that day and time uh, to be somebody that would take advantage of the people uh, out of greed, and, uh, and because of that, uh, he was considered an outcast in his society. Uh, many people hated him and would not want to be around him, but guess what? There was somebody who wanted to be with him, and his name was Jesus. And Jesus went through and, and he called Matthew. He rescued Matthew out of his, out of his sinful lifestyle. And uh, Matthew was redeemed and his life was changed by the power of God. And Matthew went on to do some uh, wonderful and mighty things uh, for God. Being one, obviously, what we're talking about today as we talk about the gospel of Matthew. He wrote the gospel. And Matthew was writing to the Jewish people uh, to remind them of several things. It's broke up in several different divisions in that, in that one gospel, but I want to kind of focus on toward the end of the gospel of Matthew because Matthew's reminding these people that dis despite whatever challenges that, that you have in your life, despite whatever things that you're going through, that no matter what, you, you have to remain faithful when you walk with Jesus Christ. Listen, there, there's going to be some turbulent times there, there's going to be some challenging times in your life y your world is not going to always be perfect there, there's going to be times when when you're you're blindsided and things come to you that you le when you least expect it but Matthew's telling them listen even when those troubles come in your life you, you have to remain faithful to God you have to remain faithful to God. And one of the reasons uh, Matthew told us that we need to remain faithful to God is because one day Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. Listen, you've got to remain faithful. Listen, it's just temporary right now. Hold on, friend. Hold on, Matthew was saying, because one day Jesus is coming back again. He will return. So if I had to title this message today, I would title, it, title this message, Ready for His Return ready for his return. In the Gospel of Matthew, I'm going to start reading in verse 3. And Jesus is speaking to his followers. And he's talking about when he will come back, when the end of the age will be, in the last days. And they're asking him these questions. And he's trying to uh, encourage them at the same time. And this is right before he's to be crucified. So this is a message of hope for them. And here's what Jesus says. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. 
Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming? Talking about when he comes back again. What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming that I am the Christ and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And all these, all these are the beginning of the birth pains. And then Jesus tells them this. He says, you're going to be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray each other. And many false prophets prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness the love of most will grow cold but he who stands firm to the end will be saved I said he who stands firm to the end will be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come skipping down to this one verse in Matthew chapter 24 Verse 40, 44, Jesus said these words here in verse 40, 44. He said, so you, almost, you also must be ready. Say, be ready. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. Holy Spirit, I know there's power upon me now. I receive it, God. That's your promise. And God, I thank you for your anointing. I'm anointed, God, to preach. I'm anointed to pray. I'm anointed to win souls. I'm, God, your vessel, just being a willing vessel to work through any way you would like, God. And God, as your anointing rests on me, may your anointing rest upon everyone here today. God, it's nothing that we deserve or we can work up. It's all through mercy and your grace. And God, in faith right now, we just declare, God, that you would just work and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. This truth of the second coming of Jesus Christ is not taught much in our churches today. When, when you flip through uh, your Christian television channels, you will not hear many preachers talking about the return of Jesus Christ coming again. Most of what you hear today is prosperity preaching, uh, where they preach that if you'll send them money, uh, they'll release a blessing to you, which is nothing but uh, a false prophet's preaching all over the television. You've got to be careful for that. So you don't see much of the teaching on the return of Jesus Christ. And, and in the early church, that's what amazes me. When you look in the Bible, when I say early church, I don't mean that we had a 7 o'clock early service this morning. I mean the early church was the New Testament church, the very first church that you find in the book of Acts. The early church, every day, every day, they, they were focused on the Lord Jesus Christ coming back again. They would greet one another with this Greek word, Maranatha, that the Lord is coming. I mean, this thing about Jesus coming back again in the early church was everyday conversation for them. And we never hear much about it now. But I tell you, friend, the Bible clearly teaches that Jesus is going to come back again. He is going to come back again. He's going to come back with a physical body. You'll visibly be able to see him. He's going to come, and he's going to come at God's appointed time. Nobody knows when he's coming. Only God the Father knows. And when he comes, 
He's, the Bible says he's going to raise the dead. He's going to judge the world. He's going to destroy all evil and opposition to God. And then he's going to set up his kingdom. Jesus is coming, friend, to set up his kingdom. Aren't you grateful that he's coming to set up his kingdom? Yes. He's coming, friend. The Bible says in Revelation that he's coming with a robe that's dipped in blood. And on his thigh is written, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's coming, friend, to set up his kingdom. And I hope you're ready for it. I hope you're ready that he's coming to us again here on earth. And, and we're going to be raptured away with him. I'm going to talk more about that in just a few minutes. But every knee will bow and every tongue is going to confess one day that Jesus is Lord. And this truth that Jesus is coming back to set up his kingdom, it should really encourage all of us today to have joy and to have hope and for us to, like Matthew, encourage those people to remain faithful in our walk with God. Listen, I know some of you, it's amazing. You, you, you heard the prayer list a while ago, and that's just a little bit of what's going on all around us in our, in our church family, but also in our community, in our nation, friend. There's a lot of trouble. There's a lot of trials. But listen, remain faithful to God. Remain faithful because Jesus is coming back. So that's what Matthew was telling us, and that's what we need to do today. I know things are dark in our world today. I know things are wicked right now, but let me tell you something, friend. One day, the trumpet is going to sound, and Jesus is going to return in power and glory, and he's going to make all things new again. Hallelujah. And he's going to take his church to be with him. We know that is the rapture. And when he removes us out of here, Sometime after that, there's going, to be a, there's going to be a great tribulation. There's going to be the wrath of God. There's going to be a judgment over this earth, friend. But the good news is that, that God is going to come and remove his church out of it. But there is a wrath coming. There is a judgment coming. And there is a way of escape for you. And that is through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross at Calvary when he shed his blood and died for you, when he buried and rose back to life again, friend. And because of your faith in him, you can escape the judgment and you can escape the wrath. Aren't you grateful that God made a way of escape? Hallelujah. My question to you is, are you ready for Jesus? Are you ready for Jesus to return? That's our hope today. You've got to be ready, friend. And I got just a few of these be ready statements that I want to share with you this morning. You need to be ready for the return of Christ because it's going to happen. I said you need to be ready because it's going to happen. Be ready for the return of Christ. In the Old Testament, the prophecies one after the other that declared that Jesus would someday come back again a second time. Daniel said this in Daniel chapter 7. In my vision at night I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed, friend. Jesus is coming to set up his kingdom on this earth and nothing can destroy it. And then in the New Testament... We read, if you study that, three, over 300 uh, prophecies in the uh, New Testament that mention the return of Jesus Christ, Hebrews being one, where in the, uh, Hebrews chapter 9 it says, Christ was sacrificed once to take away 
the sins of many people. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Are you waiting for him today? Are you waiting for him? Are you ready? Are you anticipating? Are you expecting Jesus to come back? I don't know about you, friend, but I'm ready for him to come back. Even so, Lord, come quickly. Hallelujah. And then Jesus himself, he even taught his followers that he would come back again. And friend, if Jesus said it, you can take it to the bank. He said this in Matthew 24, verse 30. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn. Why will they mourn? Because when Jesus comes back, it's going to be too late for them to get saved. They're going to be unprepared. And when Jesus comes back, it's going to be too late to give your life to Jesus. And they're going to be mourning because they missed it. Friend, I hope you're not going to be one of the ones mourning in your life. I hope you're not one of the ones that's unprepared. I hope you're not one that will miss it. Jesus said these people on the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. This truth about Jesus was so foundational for the early church. I mean, I mentioned it a while ago, but the, the return of Jesus Christ was their hope every day that helped them remain faithful in challenging times. And you talk about some people that had some challenging times in their life. These people were faced with persecution like we will never see, I hope. Listen to what some of them went through. You can read books on the, the history of the early church and, and what they went through. Many of these believers, just like you and me, our brothers and sisters in Christ, they were beaten and fed to lions. Some of them by their enemies were put on these posts going down the roadways uh, in cities and placed on these posts alive and set on fire to be a lamp and a light for the roadways. Many of them were beheaded for their belief in Jesus. Many of them were boiled alive in water. Many of them, friend, were uh, just murdered right there in front of their own families because they would not reject Jesus Christ. In the midst of the persecution, in the, in the face of death, these followers, they never gave up their faith. What in the world? How in the world did they hold on? They, they kept trusting in Jesus. They kept trusting in the death of the, on the cross. And they kept trusting in his resurrection. Why in the world? How did they do it? It's because they knew this world was not their home. They knew this world was not their home. Friend, this world is not your home. We were singing about it this morning. When we all get to heaven, this world is not your home. They knew that Jesus was coming back one day to take them to a place that he had prepared for them that was far better than this world. You remember what Jesus told his disciples in the Gospel of John? In John 14, Jesus said, Listen to me, friends. Listen, my followers. Listen to me. Uh, Christians, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, guess what he says? I will come back. I'm going to come back and I'm going to take you to be with where I am. Aren't you grateful that Jesus says, I'm going to come back and take you to be where I am? Hallelujah. My little house there in the big city of Calypso, North Carolina, that's not my home. Your, your house, wherever you're at, that's, that's not your home. There's a home that's been prepared for you, friend, a home that's far better than the home that you have here on this earth. It's a home, friend, that Jesus has prepared. It's a home where there's no more sorrow, 
no more pain, no more body aches, hallelujah, no more stress, no more temptations, no more troubles, no more worries, no more sickness, hallelujah, no more cancer, no more tragedies, no more death. Friend, hallelujah, we have a home that Jesus has prepared for us. And I could keep going on and on and on. No more bills. Hallelujah. No more bills. No more having to parent a teenager. Hallelujah. No more cell phones. Glory to God. I got happy on that one. Didn't I? Listen to me, friend. I want you to know something this morning, please. I want you to know that our hope is not in this world. If, if your hope is in this world, friend, you, you're, in, you're in big trouble today. Our, our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, and our hope is because he's coming back soon, and I believe it's soon to take us to be with him. And I'm looking forward to that day. And I know, listen, I realize today that many of you have gathered here, and some of you are going through some of the greatest battles of your life. I understand that. But listen to me, please, like Matthew was trying to communicate to these people, don't, don't give up, don't quit, don't throw in the towel, friend. There's too much to gain for you to give up and quit. Keep trusting in Jesus. Keep trusting in Jesus. Be ready, friend, and hold on because I promise you, relief is on the way. Relief is on the way, and his name is Jesus. And he's coming back for his bride, the church. I want to tell you something, friend. You need to be ready. Be ready. Because it's going to happen. Not, not it might happen. Not I hope it's going to happen. The Bible says it's going to happen. There's going to be a day, friend, when we're going to be somewhere and all of a sudden on the clouds in power and glory comes Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't wait. I, I hope I'm one that can see it all. You got to be ready, friend. Listen to me. You got to be ready. I don't, mean, I don't mean being ready by playing church. I mean being ready that you've made a confession of your sins to Jesus Christ and you've accepted him into your life by faith and you know that you're blown to him, that you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ and you know you're saved and on your way to heaven. That no matter what happens in this world, if, if troubles come, if all hell is released on me by the enemy, I'm not going to quit because I know I'm on my way to a better place. Hallelujah. God, help us today to be ready. You can get ready today by giving your life to Jesus Christ. Don't, don't leave out of here, friend. Don't leave out of here wondering if you're right or hoping that you're right. Don't, don't, don't miss it. Don't, don't be unprepared. Don't leave here mourning today because you never put your faith in Jesus Christ. I'll tell you today, we also need to be ready for the sudden return of Christ. Jesus said this, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Friend, it's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. Friend, listen to me. He said it's going to be like a thief that breaks into your eye. You won't know when he, it's going to be sudden when he comes. You won't have time to get ready then. You won't have time to get saved then. That's why you need to do it today. That's why the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. It's a sudden return. No one knows when it will happen. Jesus said these words in Matthew 24, 36 through 39. He said, no one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father knows. 
Isn't it amazing how people over the years have tried to predict when uh, Jesus was going to come back? I mean, just one after the other has tried to offer these uh, specific times in history, and they've all been wrong because nobody knows. And if somebody tells you that, that they know, you need to tell them they're crazy. Tell them the preacher said it. may not want to say it that way. You need to test everything by Scripture. And the truth is, friend, no one knows when he's coming back, but we do know it's going to be sudden when he comes. But Jesus gives us some signs. We don't know the specific hour or day that he's coming, but he says, look, if you will look at some of these signs around you, you will know that it's going to be soon. And listen to what he says some of the signs are. He says there's going to be an antichrist spirit in the land. Oh, my goodness. Do we see it today? Trying to remove God out of our society, out of our culture. He says there's going to be false Christ claiming that they are the Messiah. Friend, there's people like that. There's people like that all over the world today claiming that they're the Messiah. How many of y'all remember the guy from Waco, Texas, David Koresh, claimed to be a Messiah, the Messiah? There's people everywhere like that. Wars and rumors of war. We see it on the news every night. Nation rising against nation. Famines. Disease. Earthquakes in various places. False prophets that will deceive many. Look on your Christian television every night. There they are. And then it says there's going to be a great turning away from the faith. There's, one of the signs that's going to be in the last days is that there's going to be a great turning away from the faith. People are going to want their ears tickled, and they're going to go here, and they're going to go there. They're going to go after the things of the world, and they'll put Jesus on the back burner, and they'll never live for him again. There'll be a turning away from God. People will be consumed with the things of this world more so than God. And then it says another sign, Jesus said, there's going to be increased Increase in wickedness in the world. Just turn on your news channel every night. But Jesus tells us to pay attention to these signs. Pay attention to them, friend, because they're all around us, and that lets us know that the return of Jesus is going to be soon. We don't know the exact day. We don't know the exact hour. But, friend, you can look around you if you'll pay attention, and you'll know that he's coming soon. Hallelujah. He's coming soon, so be ready. Be ready. And when he suddenly comes, you will not be able to be saved. Did you hear me? Well, I'll get ready later. No, friend, there won't be no later. It's going to be too late. And that's the biggest lie that the enemy uses right now. You've got plenty of time. There's always tomorrow. There's always the next day. The Bible says that there's no promise for tomorrow. Friend, listen to my heart today. Make sure, make sure you're ready to meet Jesus when he comes back again. Jesus said this, there's going to be some unprepared people. There's going to be some unprepared people. And when I come, Jesus said, they're going to be mourning. They're going to be weeping. When you study that word mourning, it means that they were so broken in grief that they were here trying to, to, to hurt herself by beating their chest. Why in the world didn't I listen? Why in the world didn't I give my life to Jesus? Why in the world did I give up on every opportunity? They're going to be beating themselves mourning because they missed him. Daughters and sons, moms and dads, grandparents beating themselves. How did I miss him? 
people that sat in church Sunday after Sunday. How in the world did I miss him? They're going to be mourning because they were not prepared. They're going to be mourning because they rejected Jesus. They decided they, they would just live for their own self and for their own life and live for the pleasures of this world instead of giving their life to Jesus. And they're going to be mourning. They're going to be mourning. Friend, listen to me. You're either living for Jesus or you're not. Sir, you're either living for Jesus or you're not. Ma'am, you're either living for Jesus or not. Young person, you're either living for Jesus or not. You're either saved or you're unsaved. Which one are you? You're either ready or you're not ready. Be ready. Be ready. Jesus wants us to be ready. He said, be ready for the Son of Man when he comes. Let me tell you this, friend. Some people, some of the people who are going to be mourning will be those that mock God. There's going to be people that are going to be in that list that are beating themselves, beating themselves, beating themselves that they miss God because they mocked God while, he was here on, while they were here on the earth. People that have mocked God by using his name in vain and, and, and per, just promoting him in a perverted way. People cursing the name of Jesus. People that are doing everything they can now to remove God out of our society, friend. They're, they're mocking God now, but one day they're going to be mourning. These politicians and lawmakers that have legalized the slaughter of these babies that are in the womb and outside the womb. It's a baby in the womb and a baby outside the womb. They are a gift from God, made in the image of God. And these people are murdering them. And they stand, in, they stand in these places and they, they put it all on television and they, they parade them around hugging and, 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 and encouraging and laughing and just smiling at the decision that they made. And they're, and they're just right in the public's eye mocking God. But one day, friend, they're going to be beating their chest mourning because they miss Jesus. They're going to be mourning when Jesus returns. This is what breaks my heart. I believe when Jesus returns, there's going to be some churches that are going to be mourning because they mock God. Friend, I'm not here to pick fights. I'm not here to, I'm not here to pick on anybody, but I'm, I'm here to, to proclaim the word of God. And there's churches that are mocking God, and one day they're going to be mourning when he comes back because there's churches right now, friend, if you would look in the news this past week, I don't even want to mention the denomination, friend, but they're battling right now because they're trying to decide if they're going to begin to ordain uh, the lesbian and gays to be pastors in the church. 
they're, they're mocking God. And one day they're going to be mourning when he comes back. These pastors that are, that are going around and they're performing these same-sex marriages, friend, they're, they're, they're mocking God. But one day when Jesus returns, they're going to be mourning on the inside. They're going to be beating themselves. What in the world? How did I do that? How did I go wrong? What happened to me? Churches that are coming out with a stance for abortion, they're mocking Jesus. One day, I can promise you, friend, listen to me. One day, one day, one day, the mocking will stop and they will be mourning. They will be mourning when Jesus returns. And I pray, man, my prayer is that they would have an encounter with Jesus so he can change their life so they'll be saved and they don't miss him. God help them. I know everybody here. I feel like everybody here. I know we have some new people. I'm telling you, we, we do love God and we love all people. And I will be the first to tell you, friend, that we preach that the grace of God can forgive anybody and can change anybody. Aren't you grateful that the grace of God can change your life? Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you today, friend, we cannot approve. We cannot approve what's contradictory to God's word when God clearly says that it's wrong, it's wicked, and it's evil. We cannot approve those things. Dr. Tony Evans, uh, he said this in a quote. He says, we're not called to adapt the Bible to our culture, but to adapt our culture to the Bible. See, many of us, we want to adjust the Bible and what it says to our life so we can live our life any way we want to. But that's not how it works, friend. We can't be changing the Word of God. And I'm here to tell you, please don't look at me like I'm a bigot or somebody filled with hate or anything like that. I'm telling you, friend, that, that God can change your life. and don't, It's not hate speech. It's love speech because I want to see Jesus get into your life because Jesus, when he gets into your life, in an instant he can change you. Hallelujah. He can turn it all around. And I want you to pray. I want, my prayer is, friend, that I don't want anybody here, I don't want anybody under the sound of my voice that when Jesus returns, I don't want you to be one of the ones mourning. I want you to be the ones there in heaven all together with us marveling, just thanking God and worshiping God for what he's done for us, friend. I want us to all be together in heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. But friend, it won't be rejoicing for you. It won't be rejoicing for you if you're unprepared and you miss him when he comes. It's going to be too late. Today could be today. Tonight could be tonight. Tomorrow could be the time that he comes. It could be it could happen while you're asleep. It could be any time. No one knows the day or the hour, friend. Please, please listen to me. Don't miss Jesus. He's coming back, friend. I'm telling you, don't, don't get, don't. It says that in the, like in the days of Noah, that we'll be so consumed with the things of this world that we're going to miss him and we're going to miss getting into the ark. Friend, don't miss getting into the ark, Jesus Christ. Don't let the things of this world pull you away from being sold out and all in with Jesus Christ.
Pastor Kevin, can you come, sir, and help me? The last thing I would tell you is we need to be ready to live for Christ. Man, I'm just a basket case up here, dude. We should be motivated to live every day for Jesus Christ. We should be motivated to live a life of purity and a life of holiness. Come on, church. Don't, don't tell me that you're all in and sold out for Jesus when on the weekends you're, you're throwing down and partying and drinking and getting drunk and all in the bars and in the clubs. Don't, don't tell me you're all in. Don't tell me you're ready when he returns. Don't tell me that. God, help us to be motivated to live for you, Jesus Christ, in these last days. The signs are all around. Motivated to live holy, motivated to walk in love. Motivated to share the gospel. Motivated to get others ready. Are you motivated to get others ready? Or, or I, I know I'm good. I don't, they're on their own now. No, I love them. I want to get them ready to go too. I'm not going to give up on them. I'm going to keep praying for them. I'm going to keep loving on them. I'm going to keep witnessing to them. I'm going to keep giving them the word of God. He said one of the signs will be when the gospel spread all over the nations. Are you spreading the gospel today? Spreading it into the schools, spreading it into your homes, spreading it into your job, at the college, spreading it all into the community. Are you motivated, friend, in these last days that you're ready to, to share the gospel so others can experience Jesus Christ in that day when he comes? We need to be motivated. We need to be ready. Jesus said, be ready, be ready. Say ready. What does ready mean? Ready means that spiritually you've made things right with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Have you done that? Have you confessed your sins to Jesus and what he did on the cross for you and when he shed his blood and he was put in a tomb and buried and then three days later he came back to life and he is alive and he's coming back and if you will put your faith in him you will be saved you will be forgiven of your sins and you can have abundant life here and you will have life in heaven with him for eternity but it all happens by giving your life to Jesus Christ would you bow your heads with me please Please, please be reverent right now. Let me ask you this question this morning. This is, this is you and God right now, sir, ma'am, young person right now. This is between you and God. Not the pastor, not, not anybody else sitting around you, but just you and God right now. 
Would you, would you tell me this morning out of an honest heart that you would say, it's my desire that I want to let God into my life and I want to receive Jesus Christ because I don't want to be left behind for this judgment. I don't want to be left behind for the wrath of God. I need a way of escape and I want to receive Jesus in faith now into my life to rescue me so I can have a home in heaven and be with him forever and ever. Friend, if it's your desire to let God into your life this morning, would you look, nobody's looking, would you lift your hand up high right now? Come on, obey God. Please obey God. Obey God. Obey God. God sees your hand, sir. You can put it down. Is there any others here today that would like to receive Jesus Christ into your life? Come on, friend, I'm not playing games with you. God's not playing games with you. This is about your soul. Why don't all of us together just pray and just say something like this, Dear God, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. You're the only one that can save me, Jesus. Because you died on the cross and shed your blood for me. You were raised from the dead and you're alive. And now I can have new life in you. Save me, Jesus.